Hello, old friends and new friends. So today we have a special guest. It is Amanda Perino. She is uh, the CEO of the Rails uh, Foundation. And uh, we're going to be talking uh, to her about uh, Rails World and uh, uh, what the Rails Foundation is and what its plans are for this year and maybe for next year. And actually, a funny thing before we start. So um, around a year ago, me and Adrian started having uh, like our first talks about uh, making maybe making a podcast, but uh, really a strong catalyst to doing it was uh, when you and me, Amanda, had this like uh, uh, chat uh, that we uploaded to the Superails YouTube, and uh, like after doing the chat with you, it felt so great, and I really like called Adrian right away, and let's do the podcast. Oh, cool! I'm glad I was a, a part of the catalyst for that idea that was already taking shape. That's cool. That was a good chat. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for that. I mean, I I spoke with Yaro before and I told him like, hey, let's do a podcast together. And he was like, I don't know. Maybe it's not for me. But afterwards, after you going on the show with him, uh, he really wanted to do it. So yeah, thank you for that. Um, I think I think I'd like to start today about uh, to talk a little bit about the most famous dog in the Rails <laughs> community. How's Milo? How how is he doing? I know he's uh, yeah. uh he has like a respectable age. Uh, how is he doing? Yeah, he's 17 now. He's doing really good. He's literally at my ankles curled up. Um it's getting harder and harder to leave him uh because he's getting so old. So actually yeah. I'm going to Fosdem in Brussels at the end of this week and I don't have anybody to watch him, so I have to take him with me in a backpack. So some people can meet him in person if they're at Fosdem. Nice, nice, beautiful. So yeah, get in touch with uh, with Milo at uh, first time. Okay, let's talk about about I think what everybody is you know curious uh, curious about uh, these days. Tell us about Rails World twenty twenty four. Maybe you can start from like when and where. Talk about the venues, the stays, activities, and then touch upon the CFP and and other things that uh, you have prepared for us. Yeah. So Rails World twenty twenty four is going to take place in Toronto. September 26th and 27th, that's a Thursday and a Friday. So we're asking people to come in on the Wednesday for pre-registration. And really it's gonna follow a similar setup to Rails World in Amsterdam, which means it's gonna be two tracks over two days and focusing in a cool venue. I have to say that it is a really, really cool venue this time. It does have challenges, but it's nice. Uh, it's a nice place to hang out. And we're really going to focus on kind of talks that fo that push push the boundaries of rails so it's really technical talks that we're going to be looking for okay okay that's cool that's very good that you 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 said that because now i feel that it's kind of like cfp season everybody's you know putting out their cfps and i had a we had a conversation with andy as well and like this is this was my question like what do you what are you looking for for cfps what should people you know focus on and and you know because it, the cfp is like okay you get some questions like what would you like to talk about and but we need a little bit more guidance so it's more technical talks right yeah it is more technical talks and it's funny because i was looking at the the document i'm pulling it up for myself here um i don't know how other events do it but i can tell you a little bit about how we do it yep before Perfect. before we kick off we kind of sit down and and decide on what we want the overall messaging to be. And then from there, a couple of topics, like how can we align Rails with hot topics in tech right now? 
And then that's what we put into the CFP and that's what we ask for and that's what we look for. So for instance, this time last year, I think we hit on something quite good and we're going to stick with that. That's why it's like very future focused. And oh, look, I also have striped nails as well. <laughs> Just noticed that. This this episode is not sponsored by Stripe, but if you do want to sponsor, it's all good because we're all wearing Stripe shirts. We're, we're, we are all prepared. So, um, so I think the last time it was um, any talk from the one person framework up to Rails at scale and like the journey within and also um, how is Rails competitive? How, what, what's coming to Rails and who's going to deep dive into that? So that's kind of what we're looking for this time as well. But also the core team has been very public about Rails 8 milestones this time. Okay. So you can see exactly where Rails is going. And I, I would say the people wanting to talk, if you can look into those milestones and see if you have any experience and talks on things that align with that, you'd be in a really good position for the CFP this year. Okay. Sounds like another very strong rails and how does it fit in this uh, new environment and how, you know, it helps to deliver, to ship apps faster and to ship value as fast as possible uh, type of conference. That's yeah, great. Actually, exactly. on uh, yeah. the previous Rails world, I really liked that there was some uh, not so technical talks like uh, shape up or making money on open source. Uh, it really helps you wind down like uh, relax a bit uh, from like hard technical topics to more like uh, soft skills yeah, yeah and that's an actually good thing to talk about because we had i think 26 talks last year and this year because the number one request from people was more time between talks to chat okay the thing that suffers there is we need to take one or two talks out of the agenda so there's less talks this time we are going to keep those I don't know what to call them, like kind of more soft talks, like the shape up talk and that we're going to keep those to a minimum. Let's call them like business management talks. Those will always be a tiny, tiny bit if we keep them at all in lieu of technical talks. I know everybody kind of likes those to decompress a little bit and it's less technical and less heavy on your mind, but we're putting 30 minute breaks in between most of the talks. And that's kind of where you could decompress. Wow. That's kind of what, how we're looking at it. Wow, I think that's major. Thirty minute break. That's that's amazing. I definitely know a few people uh, that last year they didn't go on under uh, they didn't go to any talks. Like Greg was out there on the hallway track talking to people. He didn't see any any talk. He said, "Yeah, I'm gonna see them at home. It's all good. It's gonna be okay." Yeah, so, yeah. and the way I see it, some conferences have a lot of um, community oriented talks on on the track, like how to mentor, how to how to. I don't know what went off the top of my head, how to hire juniors. And yeah. really the way I look at it is that that can happen at on the hallway track, like face-to-face -face with yep. people one-on-one -on -one rather than on, on the stage. Yeah. So it's a little yeah. bit different than other, other events look at this, but that's how we're approaching it. A little bit about the CFP process. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, we do have a space right now. There's a couple of things up in the air. We do have a space that could be workshop oriented, but I had a lot of challenges last time in that a lot of people wanted them and the space was limited. And then there was this really manual process that, that people signed up for all the talks so that they can get into one of the talk. And I really had to go through one by one and say, not you there, 
you can maybe go over there. In the end, I think everybody got what they were looking for, but then people didn't show up and really just the, the messiness of the registration process, which fell on me, didn't do it justice for the workshop presenters. So this time I think we're not going to do workshops. Um, and that space, we're hoping that that space, which is a smaller track, so a third track, could be like a lightning track talks track for the community. So people who are attending and they have a five or 10 minute talk, you can give it at Rails World. Nice. I guess Sounds that's good. one of the, the the surprises that I wasn't necessarily supposed to say yet, but. Okay. Tell us a little bit about the CFP process, because I know you wanted to do this last year and it didn't really happen. You wanted to do the CFP to publish it, to pick the, the speakers and then release the ticket sales. Are you going to be able to do that this year? I think so. Yeah. So we're going to open on February 5th, the CFP, and then we're going to keep it open until March 21st. And okay. immediately, I think that's a Thursday or Friday, and then the Monday after we'll release ticket sales. And we want to let all speakers know by then if they're if they're in or not, so that at least there's 24 people who don't have to rush for tickets. I'm hoping that'll it'll work out like that. So so far, it depends on how many people apply to the CFP. You know yourself that it takes time to really go through yeah. each one, and then. Um, kind of evaluate them next to each other and make sure you can fit it into the agenda to make sure it makes sense and then the the agenda flows well. So that's going to be the the big focus for the next couple of weeks. Gotcha. Makes sense. I think that's a great process to let everybody know about the speakers and uh, that they'll speak and they don't have to, you know, uh, think about should I get a ticket or not or what should yeah. I do with a ticket afterwards? Yeah. Tell us a little bit this, about the sponsors, because I know you opened up the, the sponsorship uh, prospectus. What what are you looking for there? What was missing maybe last year or wh whatever you, you, you would like to share about that? Last year, I think it went really, really well. Um, I, as far as what was missing, not much. I, all the sponsors were fantastic. I think they had a lot of engagement on site. Uh, we got yeah. good feedback back, uh, maybe some tips here and there, but in general, it, it's the same that um, it's the same that the attendees said more time between talks. Okay. What we're looking for this time, and I think AppSignal was our was our platinum sponsor last year, and they did this really well. One of many that did this well, but they brought the the fun aspect to it, the engagement aspect to it. So they had lots going on around their booth and. Um, they brought the games and then they brought, what was it? I'm walking around their booth in my head. Like they brought the Shula game. They the brought the shirts. stand. Yeah. So the baby clothes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The ducks. Yeah. So I think sponsors who want to do these fun interactive things are always going to end up adding a lot of value to an event. So if people have, if companies have ideas on what they can do and what they can bring to the event, not just, you know, a booth setup, but what are you going to do at the booth? Those are conversations I'd love to have soon. And nice. um, when I heard that Railsworld is going to take place in the Toronto, my first thought was, oh, it might be in the, like the Shopify headquarters location. Uh, so can you tell us a bit more about their actual location? <laughs> Yeah, so it's at a really cool location. Actually, one of the things that um, 
made me feel really comfortable with this location is called Evergreen Brickworks. And it's an old brick factory set in the middle of a park. So it's surrounded by greenery. It's got the cool vibe of like an old brick building that we can transform ourselves. There's graffiti on the walls. The old brick kilns are still there and you can walk through them. And what kind of made it really comfortable to, to choose this venue specifically is that Shopify had, we found out when we were researching, Shopify had uh, Shopify Unite there in 2022, I think. So they've been on the location, they've done events there, they've worked with the same vendors. Those vendors will understand what we're going for because it's the same sort of vibe, the raw industrial vibe, like the cool aspect. So they've been there before. <laughs> and so I reached out to somebody at Shopify on the events team to say like, did you like this venue? Were there problems working with this venue? And everything was rave reviews. And that's how we knew it would be a safe space to go. Okay, Beautiful. so um, we know yeah, what to expect. Yeah, in 2024. And uh, are you already thinking like about the next year, about uh, where Rails World will take place in 2025? I'm already thinking of 2026. So yeah, 2025 is definitely on my mind. Um, every once in a while on the, I've, I set up a suggestion form on the foundation page of rubyonrails.org. And every once in a while I get a suggestion. All it is is like a country. We've got Colombia, Slovakia. So they're slowly trickling in. And I also asked that in the Rails World post-event survey. So I'm going to go through these places and see like which which city has a good vibe for this. Possibly it's going to be back in Europe in 2025. I mean, that could change if, if we think North America is really fantastic and we want to stay there. But the idea is to kind of remain flexible between the two continents and eventually possibly reach out further to other to other continents, let's say. I mean, uh, if we do live voting, it's like anybody can vote, I'm sure that Tuzla is going to win. I don't know if you asked Mohammed, Tuzla is a, a, a sore subject since he moved it to Sarajevo. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a it, it was a good good decision. I'm yeah, definitely I think looking so forward. Right. Yeah, definitely looking forward for Yuruka as well. Uh, yeah, one other crazy idea was like allow only the Rails contributors to vote. Then it's a it's a win win. You'll get people contributing so they can vote for Rails World. But like we already have a lot of good ideas. I mean, off the top of my head, and there's like no, I'm not saying this with any sort of commitment or conviction because I haven't started yep. the search, but I think Berlin would be awesome for an event like this. I think Barcelona or Madrid would have the, the right kind of venue that we're looking for. And then I, at the same time, I'm looking at any sort of metrics that I have, like where like we have really light tracking via plausible. And it kind of tells you where people are looking at rubyonrails.org from countries around the world. So also looking to see where the activity is, where the most amount of people are. That's also why we yeah. chose Amsterdam. We know that the community is really big there. But now that I think of it, like this community will go anywhere in the world. It doesn't matter. <laughs> You're right. You're North right. Korea. I voted for, I suggested Barcelona. <laughs> there. I su I suggested for Barcelona uh, on the on the Twitter thread, so that would be amazing. I would love to come to come that there. That would be great. Yeah. yeah, we have a big community there as well. Well, Ooh, if I was choosing a Sun, country, yeah. I would maybe choose uh, Morocco. So uh, it is uh, on the very west of uh, the like Eurasia, 
no, no, it's not Eurasia, it's Africa. Uh, so it's not uh, like yeah. uh, America, it's not Europe, it's Africa, so another continent. Then it's uh, close uh, to the US and close to Europe. Then it is uh, warm, it is cheap, and it has low visa requirements. Is there already a community there, or is it just the community would show up? I think it will just show up. <laughs> and then I could go surfing. That would be great. Morocco's got yeah. great surfing. <laughs> yeah. And great food, of course. Um, yeah, also. Well, until then, tell us what other cool initiatives um, does the foundation have prepared for us in for 2024? Right now, it, we're like full steam ahead. As far as the four pillars, I always call them, of why the foundation was set up, documentation, education, marketing, and events. We have balls in the air for all four of those pillars. So that feels really, really good. We've we're in talks with somebody to create a tutorial for the Ruby on Rails website, like a brand new one. We have put a team together for updating the documentation, the writing, but also the UX. So they're going to start working on that. They've already started. Um, marketing is ongoing since we started and we have 2025 events uh, work happening. So it feels really good. We're in a really good position to push the needle forward for all four of those pillars. That's really cool. Yeah, I've seen the news that uh, Emmanuel Hayford uh, has uh, joined the Rails Foundation to do uh, some uh, publishing. Can you tell more about it? Yeah, so one of the we put out a uh, a vacancy for technical writers, the plural before, and we that's where we found the technical writers who are going to work on the documentation. And Emmanuel also applied. And as I was going through his um, application. To me, it made sense because he's so active. He he helps write This Week in Rails. He shares tips already. So I commissioned him um, to do a series of Rails tips. So far, we have 12 going. I think we've shared three or four. And that's just to kind of keep... That's the marketing side of it, right? Like the marketing pillar, just to put the news out of what's new in Rails. And this is how you can use Rails. And these are tips and tricks. And that was always the intention. I'm a little late to it. He only started like... Just before the end of the year, I think it, the last week of December, we posted the first tip. But this has been something we wanted to do from day one. Yeah, he yeah. Was just uh, like really fits his profile. He has got this podcast like uh, the Rails Change Log, and uh, I remember he was also given uh, a talk. I think at uh, uh, in Athens, Rails SaaS about what's new in Rails seven point one. So uh, it kind of perfectly fits him to be writing about like what's new in Rails. Exactly. And like, he's really on top of it because I mean, every couple of weeks, he's the one who writes the tips uh, are like the This Week in Rails mm -hmm. newsletter. So we needed somebody like that who's really constantly looking at the changes in the in the framework and, and can share that with everybody. Beautiful. Um, cool. So I think that's that's a good good place to, to wrap it up for today. Amanda, thank you so much. Um, Take care of Milo, and uh, hopefully uh, we'll see each other in, a, in more uh, Rails events uh, throughout the year. Uh, looking forward for all the initiatives that you have prepared for us. Yeah, cool. On that subject, thank you for having me. But what is the which events are you going to? Because I'll be at Tropical Ruby in April. Oh, I'll be there. I'll be there as well. See you there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm gonna. So I'm doing. I'm doing Sin City Ruby. Uh, Sin City, yeah, Sin City Ruby, and then Tropical RB, 
and then probably Yuruko, Friendly, and Rails World. This is my oh, short list like, for, that's for a this short year. List? <laughs> oh, yes, Adrian, you're also doing short friendly. List. Yes, also doing friendly. Yes, <laughs> I have to. I have to. Amanda, uh, are you coming to yeah. any other conferences? You know. I wish I was just looking at uh, rubyconferences.org and we're at 21, 21 events this year. Yep. Yep. I think it's exciting that you could travel the world and like really just Ruby all over, but I have the old dark and already I have to go to Toronto for two or three site visits, going to Fosdom and then going to tropical RB. It's just too much time away from, um, away from my dog in his old age. If something happens, like, God willing, I don't want anything to happen to him. But if something happens, I'd be a lot more available to go and um, attend some other conferences. But that just means there's one more spot for everyone, uh, for a developer, because I'm not a developer, right? Thank you so much for having me. And I will see you all around the world, I'm sure. Let's see where we end up uh, in the same place at the same time next time. Definitely. Thank you so much, Amanda, for coming here and sharing the news. Have a good one. Matchy, matchy. Bye.